Did you ever see an animal skin? <laughs> That's what I'm going to do to you now. Tear the skin from your body. Back to Little Hops of Horse Podcast. I'm John, your host as always. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is going to be a little archive episode. So what goes on from here is pre-recorded, actually, from a few months ago when we first got this up and running. So without further ado, uh, here's the episode, guys. Enjoy. Thanks. All right. Fuck. Stupid mouse thing doesn't. All right. Hold on. I'm working on it here, leave guys. Leave this in. Just leave all this in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're absolutely <laughs> leaving this <laughs> <laughs> leaving this in all right guys this is a question for the guys out here uh in particular ladies you guys probably do ladies you girls probably don't have to deal with this the way that we do um guys when you're in a, a brewery bathroom or or just a bar bathroom and you walk in and you see a urinal next to uh well a shitter just a regular old toilet and there's no divider in there or anything like that it's just two toilets one of them's a urinal and the other's a toilet do you lock the door behind you or do you just like, what's your etiquette on that? And with that, I am John Vote. I am the uh, the host of Little Hops of Horrors podcast, and I am joined by a very special guest today. His name is Chef Chris Galarza. Chris, what do you do in that situation? Dude, what a way to kick off the show. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> uh, well, me personally, I'm going to lock the door like Fuck Same. that. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't give I don't know why they bother doing that. Like who's in there like taking a shit going like, yeah, yeah come on in, come on in. Yeah, whip, yeah. whip it out. You're fine. Like, right. no, I, I don't know. You've got to be some sort of lunatic. Like, right. But do you do you does it feel selfish? Because you have because it's not like a little bathroom. Normally it, it's usually kind of a bigger bathroom, but it's never that big. It's, it's never big. like no, right. no, it's no. I normally it's uh, like say like I'm sitting on the toilet. Uh, it's like a maybe like five feet from the sink. Like it's not that far. Okay, it really isn't. So, so no, I locked the door. I don't give a shit. No, right. So that's like, unless a- the only time it's acceptable to me is if you're like say taking your son to the bathroom and you're like, okay, kid, here you sit here. Dad's gonna use this. Other than that, I don't want any. Like first off, I don't want a stranger around me at all. So gotcha. <laughs> and now to to put the bathroom in there. No, I'm good. But it's okay for your son to watch you take a shit. Uh, have you never watched your dad take a shit? <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Why don't you tell us a little <laughs> bit about <laughs> uh, what you do, Chris? Oh, no, uh, show me on the know, doll. All the people. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so what I do is I, uh, I'm, a, I'm the founder of Forward Dining Solutions. It is a culinary consulting firm. We are the nation's only firm focused exclusively on commercial kitchen electrification. So with all the stuff in the news right now on gas stoves, electric stoves, uh, that's us. We're like in the center, in the center of it. We've been doing this for a few years. I've been a chef. I've been cooking professionally since I was 16. I've had the pleasure of working with certified master chefs, culinary Olympians, you name it from all matters of dining from five-star five diamond resorts to small mom and pop restaurants. I am an author, a podcaster, public speaker, uh, all around fan of kind of getting out there, uh, 
engaging with people, educating people, and helping people see the light, which is uh, not a flame. Nice. I like it. I like it. So essentially, you can Google this guy, and he like comes up. Like I tried Googling myself. I was like, he he dropped this on us. At, was it 4th of July or like? Dude, uh, I don't know. We were just hanging out at Paul's house. And I think it must have been like Memorial Day weekend or something. Just something like that. We were just all outside playing cornhole. Yeah. And this was just a massive dick drop. You just threw out for everybody. And it was like, no, you really? And we all looked it up. And yeah, like you can Google you and you're on <laughs> Google. I've tried Googling myself. Like I, I have to be on here somewhere. And then Facebook? just a list of more successful John votes came up. Uh, and I felt real bad about it. You're like, oh no, I'm missing identity. identity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like lawyers and shit, and then there's my idiot ass. So oh, damn. All right. Well, hey, at least uh at least we can find some common ground here. You're you're a horror fan. Uh damn right. You're also a fan of beer. Uh-huh. Um, so what are we drinking today? So what we're drinking today is the things that you got me to drink. <laughs> so, uh so yeah, so we're drinking uh beers all from Hightower, which I'm really excited about. I don't have a lot of experience with Hightower, but everything I do, uh, I can say I've had nothing but good experiences with most of the time. Yeah, he has uh, he has some Pittsburgh influences. Uh, I know he was a big fan of Dancing Gnome, uh, the, oh, the okay. brewer and owner. Um, first time we went out there, we got kind of sucked into that uh, Instagram hype train mm-hmm. where they were posting all these like really unique colors of beer. Like, I mean, like dark, deep red sours. Mm. And that stuff wasn't as mainstream as it is now, a little harder right. to get back then. You're talking like, about like Dancing Gnome or Hightower was doing that? Hightower. Hightower. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So they were like, you know, they were this little like online kind of hype machine. And and the few people that I had known that have gone there said it was, you know, awesome. And uh, so I figured I'd take a ride out there and we pull up and I thought I was lost because I typed in, you know, the address to uh, to the brewery and you pull up and you're in a dude's driveway. Yeah, that was crazy. That was such a wild experience. Right. And and you go up to his garage and, uh, you know, are, are we at the right place? And he's, yeah, sure. Whatever you want. Come on in. And yeah, right. you're just drinking and you're like, wow, this beer is fantastic. It's not just like some home brewers are good at what they do. Most are not good at what they do. And they always right. have their shit on you. But I mean, this just had like, like I mean, a legitimate like it's, it's a canning operation, people. labeling, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was able to kind of fund his dream. And now he has a full blown brewery uh, on his like in his front yard. In his front yard, yeah, 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 and it, like a real brewery, complete not just with like parking a, you know, lots. Yeah, and a part two parking lots. Oh, there's two. Yeah, there's two, oh, and there's like a concert venue thing now. There's like a stage and stuff. Wow. So um, it is a little bit of a drive. It's about an hour from Pittsburgh, roughly. Mm-hmm. But if you're out in the, um, you know, it's near Steubenville. It's probably like 15, 20 minutes from Steubenville. So if you're anywhere in that area, if you're visiting relatives or you just feel like going out for the day, there are other breweries in that area that you can check out. But uh, that one is definitely worth, you know, just hanging out there for the day. They usually have food trucks, stuff like that. But we're going to be doing, as Chris said, some stuff from Hightower. Uh, We're going to talk about that, how it compares into some um, up against the regular guys that we talk about on this podcast. You know, the Hitchhiker, Grist House, Dancing Gnome, stuff like that. We'll see how he he stacks up against... uh, you know, the stuff we're accustomed to, but yeah, uh, yeah we're starting off with what? Just a just Hilltop a Haze. IPA. Hilltop Haze. Uh, is it an Imperial or a double IPA? What is it? That's a great question. I think it might be a question for, we are uh, very professional here. Oh, of course it's a black label. Yeah, dude. Black. <laughs> it don't play around. Uh, it says Imperial IPA. IPA. Yep. Yes, it is an Imperial. It's an eight and a half percent. So that's a double. Oh yeah. Cool. All right. So, so you got a double IPA. 
Yeah. So I, uh, it says here, uh, 8.5%. Simcoe, Apollo, Citra, and Mosaic hops give hints of citrus, grapefruit, berries, and pine. And you know what? I, I do pick up on that. Like, I knew immediately that this had Simcoe in it because Simcoe, it affects my palate in a certain way. You know, some people have palates where, like, uh, they they eat cilantro. It tastes like soap. If they, yep. you know, whatever the case is. Uh, I, I, I've, I've heard of people who can't have mosaic because they just pull out the green onion undertone. And you? Oh, I'm so mosaic. sorry. Oh, I, I love mosaic. mosaic. So this this just confuses my palate because I so, love citra, but I hate mosaic. So it's Simcoe, like my favorite hop. Yeah. <laughs> Simcoe to me is just... Just piney resinous. As soon as it cracked, as soon as, as soon as I cracked that beer, that's all I smelled was was the pine, and okay. it overwhelms. I mean, once you get past it, I can taste some of those citrus notes. I can maybe pick out some mango. Uh, not not as much as those creamy creamier notes with mango. It's just more of a the citrus sweet notes that you can get from mango. So like, is it, it was an it was an underripe mango as opposed to as opposed to a ripe mango. That if gotcha. that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Coming from a chef, so thank you for breaking that down a little more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm just an idiot, and I say this is good. I like this. This is delicious. Uh, no, it but to your good. point, it I, is really good. By the way, yeah, no, it's definitely a good beer, uh, it, and I think it fits in with right, right along. What is going on with my computer right now? There we go. Um, again, this is why I love podcasting because it's just raw, unedited, fun. Um, <laughs> but I, I get um, like like uh, like a dry wine profile with this. uh like like it's crispier like, like it's crispier yeah. than you would than you would expect from something that has both mosaic and citrus which to me just scream tropical right okay yeah uh, i got yeah. that i just got a notification saying that uh my internet connection is unstable so let's see how, <laughs> how the, the rest of this goes i'm plugged in by the way I'm not, okay this isn't wi-fi um we just live out in the cut and it sucks i did every possible thing i could think of to try to get this up and running tonight so let's see if we can go uh well i just turned off yeah. your uh your video so that we wouldn't bog down the bandwidth so i got you oh okay i thought i lost you so nope. we're still recording everything's good yeah yeah we're still recording that was just me kind of tapping in there um so hey, yeah thanks. so You're the beer... professional <laughs> i got you bro I got you. <laughs> so i'll tell you uh i do like that crispiness that, that you're that you're describing it kind of highlights those citrus those citrusy notes more for me like when i have yeah. like a crisp uh like sauvignon blanc i get more of those uh like like underripe peaches and and like the lemon yeah, and things yeah. like that that you would normally not get if it was uh on the sweeter side so like it it doesn't have the sweetness that i would expect for something that's yeah. heavily mosaic and citrus i don't have a lot of experience with apollo um same. Apollo hops, but I do like what they got going on here. It is even with the Simcoe, because that is bogging down my palate. Uh, I do, I do like what's going on here, and I am a big fan. And I'm on, honestly about halfway through the beer already. It's so good. Same. Well, good. Well, let's get moving on the movie here, so we okay. can uh, save some beer for the end. Um, what are we talking about today? So we're talking. So you gave me a list of uh, movies. Like, hey, pick one. Let's do this. And I, I jumped when I saw Paranormal Activity. It is unabashedly one of my favorite horror movies of probably of all time uh in a series of horror movies i'm a big fan of which is the found footage uh it yeah. started with me when i was a kid which we can talk about later uh paranormal um blair witch project <laughs> yep but this movie uh i have a lot of special moments with and uh 
it kind of rocked my world for a second. And I'll tell you later what, why, why actually I can tell you now if you want. Go for it. Christina and I, when we first started dating, because it came out in the summer of 2009 and we started dating in the summer of 2009. So we're very much like young couple. I'm not sure what to do. Let's go out to a movie. And little did I know she hates going to the movies. But I was like, yeah, let's go watch a horror movies at the time. She was a big fan of horror movies. Now, not so much. So we went there. We watched that. And I was super jazzed about it because it was billed as, dude, we just, I, I bought this house. I went into the attic. I found this footage. I want to put it out there to the world and find out what happened. So here's it raw uncut. And I was like, yep. okay, cool. Like just, just the Blair Witch, you know, it to me, it was a documentary, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go watch this documentary and it fucked me up. I was so scared. <laughs> And like I, yeah, I'm, I'm not those. I'm not one of those guys that like tries to act all macho. I love letting myself kind of put, but just bring down those barriers. Like, don't put up those like walls. I'm like, no, I'm Mr. Tough Guy. Like, no, I want to. I'm paying money. I want to be scared. It may not be that scary, but I want to let my. I want to suspend this. Uh, suspend disbelief, and just yep. let myself go. And it was incredible. So why I say uh, it kind of rocked my world for a second is because when I got back. You know, at the time she drove, so she so she dropped me off at home like a true gentleman, and I went up <laughs> and I went upstairs and I'm just hanging out, playing Xbox. Everyone goes to bed, and my roommates that is, I'm texting her and I'm like, yo, like I really can't sleep, like it's it, it's in my head, like it's crazy, because like, at the time I really believed in paranormal and things like that, and she's like, well, it's not real, I was like the fuck it isn't. She's like, no, it's not. I was like, of course it is. Like, look, like what movie would be this shitty quality? And like, you can see everything that's happening. You can hear what's happening. It's totally real. And she's like, I'm pretty sure it's not. And she found an article. And that's when I realized that the Blair Witch Project wasn't real either. Oh, my no. Entire life, isn't real. My entire life. Because when I was growing up, like I watched the movie when I was like nine, right? Eight or nine. Yep. And like it was at the time when the internet was new, I yep. didn't know any better about anything. And then I remember hearing about this movie. Uh, I had I had one friend with the internet, so we looked it up, and we came to this <laughs> website, and it had all these like this person's missing, missing poster, missing poster, missing person. Here, yep. here's their picture, their bio, their height, weight, all that stuff. Like help us find them. And then it was like an update. We found this footage update we're gonna put it out there for the world to see so that we can try to solve this mystery and we went and i bought i forget what movie it was it, I, maybe like spice girls or something like that then i snuck oh. in or like pokemon and then i <laughs> snuck into this movie with some friends and it scared the living shit out of me because it was told like it told me it was real there was no credits and just like this movie no credits no intro it was just here it is tell us what you think and it was incredible. So uh, yeah, I, I I have a lot of fond memories of this movie. A lot of fond memories of uh, of uh, Blair Witch Project, which we're not going to get into because it's not the movie we're talking about. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was one of those things that just like I'll never forget it, and I still go back to it, and it still scares me, and I love it. I think marketing back then um, for horror movies, like you're talking about, when the internet wasn't so, I mean, even back in the you know mid two thousands or whatever, it was it was pretty advanced considering yeah. what it was in the early 2000s you know where you had you know aol and you had to buy minutes remember that you, had, like, oh, you get those you get those cds yeah yeah remember that yeah net so, zero baby yeah so you had the the marketing from the blair witch that's brilliant yeah. where they're releasing all this stuff and you think that this actually happened yeah. and anytime even to this day that i see 
based on a true story. I'm hooked. I'm in. Yeah. And, and I, I just think that this happened uh, as a matter of fact. However they're telling it, I assume that this is exactly how it happened. Yeah. And then I, I find don't... out that it's loosely based on something like some dude got robbed outside of a 7-Eleven. And somehow yeah. they turn it into a paranormal movie. Yeah. But uh, no, this movie I... was, was great. They they did a, a thing called, um, it, like, demand this movie. I don't know. Oh, if yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the trailers, it'd be like, "Hey, these are these are scenes that that is coming out. If you want to see it, go to your theater and demand this movie." Yeah, so there was like, just why a, I was like, "Okay, if it was like a movie, movie, it wouldn't just be coming out in like six states." Right, right. So you you had to demand this thing. Yeah, like yeah. sign up your email and all this stuff, and you'd get a <laughs> notification if it was coming to your city and all this stuff. So all these people were demanding it because it looks great. Right. And social media wasn't what it was back then. So you nope. can't like share anything yet. Like n- none of this is happening. Um, and I demanded this movie back then, you know, same thing went with my girlfriend at the time. She hated it. I loved it. It scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. Right. And um, actually as, as a little, uh, you know, a little reward for, uh, for demanding this movie, they put me in the credits. So Did anybody really, yeah. So I have the Blu-ray. If you look at the Blu-ray version, I don't know if it's on every version, but uh, the Blu-ray version from however many years ago, and I know it's on my copy, but okay. when they get to the, there's like a special scene because there's only like three people in the whole movie. So it's not like the credits right. are that long. But Again, uh, brilliant. Yeah, it gets to the part where it's like, you know, thank you to all the people that re- if you requested this, like this is awesome. And then it it sends up probably 400,000 names. So you have to go frame by frame very slowly to find out where I am. But I am uh, in there. That's awesome. So, yeah, I got that. So you're I got famous that for me. You're in one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah, I yeah I am in one of my favorite horror movies. Why why do you like this so much? What what jumps out to you? What jumps out to me is the fact that like it it instantly like you know a lot of movies you like when you start it it's got like high production quality all these things like it really like kind of you feel like you're in a movie instantly when you start this it feels like you just are going through an album and you're like oh look there's this you know like like a family album you find like family videos and you're kind of reviewing these so it instantly lulls you into like a place of complacency maybe maybe that's not the word comfort. i'm thinking of yeah comfort you're Relatability. like oh, yes i'm just kind of just watching my boys right watching this couple um like again you've been to that house you know these people exactly it's it it instantly like sets the tone as here's this dude bro which by the way after like rewatching i didn't i don't remember him being such a douche he sucks he's such a douche his wife gets like attacked by this demon and well spoiler alert it's like 13 14 years old like if you haven't seen it yeah yeah but he gets gets bit by this demon or whatever and he's like, ah, honey, just tough it out one more night. Yeah, you can walk it off. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, or Matt, that actually might have been the turning point when he's like, yeah, we can go get a hotel now that you're almost dying and you have, like, some kind yeah. of... Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, like it starts off, like, you know, well, at least you're told, this director or this guy just bought this house, found this yeah. footage in, in the attic, and was disturbed and wanted to share with the world. So, I like, instantly it. you're like, whoa, what happened? And you've got... You know, you get brought in. There's this couple. They're super happy. They bought their first home in the suburbs of San Diego, which now looking back as an adult, how the hell did they afford that? (laughs) 
And then like she does this like weird humble brag where she talks about this evil presence that's haunted her since childhood, which is a weird thing to do. Like I just bought this house. Let me tell you about this yeah. awful childhood memory of mine. Right. Uh, and how like there's this evil entity that follows her around. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, tell me more. Tell me more. And then Do you being think that broke, was in her uh, her dating profile with her new boyfriend? Like, I don't think there was a dating profile back I then. Like I like sushi. I think back then she called the paper, said, "Hey, can you let them know that like, uh, you know, was it ten bucks? Cool, uh, single. Katie, what's her name? Has childhood trauma. Call me. Daddy issues. Right, because like back then it was Probably. all on the paper. Like there wasn't any. At least That's not that true. I know of. It's not like That's there was true. like. Uh, Craigslist uh, misconnections or whatever. Did you ever uh, look through those? Are fucking hilarious. Like, actually. I, you in college, the gas station, and you were beautiful. Please in college, me. a friend of mine and I were like getting, well, like a whole group of us, we were just drinking, uh, and we someone was saying, "Yo, you guys should check that out. It's insane things." And seriously, mm-hmm. the things we read on there was absolutely hysterical, hysterical. I can't yeah. talk about it now, but it's fun. further episodes when we do something involving Craigslist misconnections. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, yeah but no, you... this movie was great. Like, uh, at some point, what I like, and like again, th- such a different era. Because like now, watching back, I'm like, I'm 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 just gonna call him Dude Bro. So Dude Bro is like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna set up a camera. We're gonna put it in the bedroom so he can capture paranormal activity. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, that's about all that was happening under those sheets. But anyway. like immediately, like you're like ten minutes into the movie, they're asleep, and then. Like, first off, here's something else I really like about the movie. They don't catch you by surprise. Well, they do with like with like the the paranormal activity, but like they give you a sound cue of like this deep bass. Yeah. And yeah, I like really like that. like uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I yeah, I know what you're saying. So you know shit, something's coming. Something's in I, the like, room, right? At at times there's almost like an absence of sound. Um, oh, mm-hmm. I, I have something to confess. I already cracked my second beer, so you got it some catching up to do. Oh, geez. Well, well, let's get to this first act and then we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. About gotcha. It. But the uh, the absence of sound where you know you're listening to every creak and crack in the house, mm-hmm. and you're like, is that just the house? Is this something happening? Yes, yes, and where, where it makes you cameras? paranoid. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, you want to be scared, right? Like, just the whole reason we're at the fucking movies, you yeah. want to be scared. And they already attack you at your most vulnerable, which anytime yep. I see anything creepy with uh, someone sleeping or anything happen when you're sleeping, like you're defenseless. You yes. don't know if somebody's standing over you, staring at you in the middle of the night. You which don't Which happens. Know. Foreshadow. <laughs> <laughs> which does happen. Exactly. Uh, although I hated that part with her. But anyway, did you? I didn't mind it. I did. I thought it was I thought it was deep. super. Okay. Um, I like Again, I thought this it, was real. So I'm like, oh my God, that happens. Right, right. Oh, I get it. That, that's a different way to look at it, I guess. Um, but just the stuff that, like, the way they have the camera positioned, where you can see down the hall just enough. Right. So some of it gets lit up when, like, later in the movie, it starts fucking with the electron, you know, the electric, the the, the lights and stuff. That happens like the first night. Oh, does it? Dude, first night. I mean, I definitely watched this movie very recently. So, of course, I remember every So, the about. first night, like, they don't fuck around. Like, they're just asleep. It, like, kind of, it, like, kind of, like, bump. It, like, it's, like, a little compilation of the first couple of nights, right? Or whatever the, or whatever it is. Like, you hear the sounds. Then you hear some footsteps. Then you hear the, the hallways. Then you see the hallway light turn on and off. Then the bedroom door just moves by itself. Just little things like that where you're like, oh, shit. Like, 
so many times movies when they try to do this, yeah, they play it too slow. They miss the mark. Yeah, like there's like you're like you're hyped, you're ready for it, and then they go they play a little sound. You're like, was that really a sound, or was that in my right. head, or did right. something did something move, or was that or was that in my head? They did yeah. not like the, the lights on. There's no fucking around. the The door is moving and it's creaking, so there's no like there's no. You can't misinterpret that. It's and, dead and in it's, your face. And and what I loved about this that it was so it's it's a real horror movie. This is stuff that you can see happening in real right. life. There isn't some crazy CGI monster that's you know terrorizing this couple. You never see the monster. Yeah, sometimes that's terrifying. I love that. I right. love when you they hear do it. That. Yeah, you like, see it uh, wreaking havoc in the background. Mm-hmm. You see the lights coming on. You see it tugging on the sheet and pulling. You know, we'll get to that. But just you, you, you see the you know what it can do, but you don't actually ever see the face. You never see the boogeyman. Yes, and. And that's that is so creepy to me. You never see it. Well, mm, yes, uh, you're right. Okay, maybe there is a moment at the end. We'll where, get like, there. We'll get there. Okay, okay, okay. But like uh, another movie that that does that well is like Bird Box, right? You never see what's like killing people. Yeah, yeah. And I was, and I was like, oh, that's so smart. Like, I did like Bird the Box. last I had thing. A lot of people shit on it, but I, I fucked them. The last yeah, thing you want to do is sh- like build up this monster in people's heads, and then what? Because at that point, the last like no matter what you show them, it's not yep. going to be to their expectations. So, like exactly, let, so if you just let never show night- them, yeah, yeah, uh, keep in nightmare fuel. Yes, yeah. Let yeah. them imagine. Show just like a, a little bit of it, so they can kind of like let their imagination fill in the blanks or whatever. Yeah. So just like to finish up real quick, like. She calls this doctor, who's a paranormal psychic, which I think mm-hmm. is a stupid name for it because, you know, a psychic is paranormal. I mean, is there like a non-paranormal? Is this like a normal psychic? Uh, no. it's, it's Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> uh, but, then, but then he tells her like this demon's in her home and she, like no matter where you go, it's going to torment you. And then dude bro goes... Fuck it. Let's fuck with it. I want to mess with it further. <laughs> yeah, this is bullshit. Let's fucking do this, bro. It's in my house. Like, he gets that Ouija bro. board. Yeah, dude. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Anytime right, I see a Ouija board in real life, I, um, when I was still with Hitchhiker, I, um, I, I dropped off some beer at this place. And, uh, it, Red's good news. If you guys haven't been there, it's up in Brookline. Um, super cool bar. The owner is is awesome. He's always doing cool stuff with the menu and, and the beer rotations and the drinks that he makes up there. Um, really nice kind of outdoor area uh, for like being on a city block. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a good job up there. But he had a Ouija board like with his other games like Monopoly and like Sorry. And I was <laughs> like, we were in mid conversation and I looked at it and I said, what the fuck is that doing here? He's like, uh, I don't know. It was somebody just... I guess one of the waitresses or something like dropped it off. And I was like, all right, well, I'll see you later. I'm getting, I'm getting the hell out of here. I don't mess with that stuff. So I'll tell you what I used to be that way. And now I don't care. By the way, I, I, I cracked into the second beer through my legs, it? juice box. I'm going to try it right now. It's so fucking good. Dude. First of all, it smells like a Fanta. Dude, it tastes like a Fanta. That's it. That's exactly what it is. Wow. Like, it looks like Tang. Yes. It smells and tastes like a Fanta. Yeah. That's wild. That's, a, that's perfect. That's like a, just a perfect sour because it's not even too sour. It's a juice box. It's literally. A juice I mean, box. yeah. I mean, a lot of like 
some people will be like, it's not a real beer. To which I say, fuck you. Who cares? Right. 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 Stop taking this things so damn seriously. Double the ABV of your fucking Bud Light. Yeah. It's like, anyway. it's like, well, they don't drink that anymore. So. <laughs> it's like those voodoo dude bros. Like, fuck off. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I forgot. That's how I was going to start the podcast until I saw the. Were you really? <laughs> yeah, I was going to read your review of. Oh, Barry that's why Gold. I'm, Oh, feel free to jump in and talk about it, and then give give <laughs> I, your I audience some background on Voodoo and not the not the brewery. The brewery's fine. Is that what you? Just their fans. Want? They're fucking yeah, douchebags. Yeah. So let's yeah. take a fucking pause as I just enjoy this Fanta of a beer. This is intermission here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the the Voodoo folks. So Pittsburgh only really had one hype craft brewery around here. Um, I mean, D, DG was, is one. But as far as like really attacking stuff on the secondary market, which is right. you have a limited product and everybody wants it and you you can charge a premium for it. Mm-hmm. And, and the market sure is set by what people are willing to spend on it, right? So somebody wants to buy this one bottle of beer for $200. That's what everybody else will let their bottle go for so you can either trade for that in you know other beers or just cash or i mean actually gift cards because voodoo would ban you if you you know bought their beer with cash and we know that um yeah not personally yeah, take, not they the take themselves too seriously sometimes but yeah they have this uh that was that was that's all we had here in pittsburgh for all people would trample each other they would hire homeless people yes I swear to you they would hire homeless people to go stand in line so they could get double allotments that's that's how pathetic some of these people are just to make sure that they got a bottle of beer now i'm not saying chris or myself hasn't sat in line at you know a brewery or two to grab a cool bottle but i've never paid a homeless man to get me an extra bottle no um just so i can flip it on secondary for premium prices so we're at we're at our uh we're at my bachelor party at the brew dog hotel last year and uh, Chris is out there with us. And we got uh, one of the more sought after bottles. It was kind of released as a set, but this one for some reason was re- re- released separately. Tongue tied kind of guy. Here we go. And uh, I'm trying to make that a thing, by the way. That's like my my handle. Your fucking uh, mush mouth. Yeah, mush mouth. Yeah, Dan Cummins. Shout out. Um, please, please follow him and us also because he's awesome and we're we're okay. Uh, but anyway, so we're out at, <laughs> we're out at the bachelor party. And we cracked this bottle because it was like one of the higher end bottles. Well, so we thought that right. we were looking forward to drinking. And um, Chris shits all over it on Untapped, which is the beer app that we had mentioned in previous podcasts. Um, shits all over it. Like it was awful. We right. all hated it. And yeah, nobody liked it. it. It tastes like licking an ashtray, which I believe was your almost exact review. And Probably you rated it like a 0.25. So these <laughs> we all thought it idiots you know just started they screenshotted it and they just started trashing him just over this his review of this precious beer that it was going to hurt the secondary value because he rated it so poorly which doesn't matter at all no one gives a shit about my review nobody gives a shit about your review of anyone's reviews no no one's like oh i wonder what so-and-so thinks of it no one does Nobody cares. You want to try your beer? If you, I said that before. If you guys want to try a beer, go try it. Like yes. you might be the only person that thinks it's a five. You might try a five and think it's a one. You know, that's just how it is. Everybody's different. But um, you know, at the end of the day, I think I'm going to trust uh, the guy that I can Google, and he comes up when you Google him over some dick bag on you know facebook or whatever thinking that he's yeah, cool dude. for uh like, you know jerking off a brewery all the time dude yeah like spare me the pearl clutching get out of here <laughs> seriously 
So, all right, you're on to juice box. Yes. So good. Amazing. Uh, it's so light. It's so smooth. Yes. It's, it's sweet, but like, I don't hate the sweetness. It's like, it's, what you, it's called a juice box, right? Yeah. So like, they, they primed me for it. So I'm, I'm all about this beer. It tastes like I'm drinking candy. I dig it. Yeah, it's good. How do you think it stacks up against some of the uh, sour series in Pittsburgh? We have like, Ooh, good question. You know, Honestly, surface, um, from Hitchhiker, we have the Kaboom candy stuff from Grist House and whatever Cinderlands does. I can't remember yeah. what they do, but this they stuff don't from, do it. Um, oh, Cinderlands. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, okay. has their, their, their so, series. How do they, how does it stack up? I don't think it stacks up. I mean, we like, I, Hitchhiker Sours to me are like top tier. Yep. And then it goes Grist and then it goes the other. So like, I don't think the juice, uh, the, the Through My Lens series can stack up to those. Okay. Like, it's just not even close. Like, for instance, take subsurface, like the subsurface mango. It is so, like, you can taste the fruit. Like you can feel the fruit. It's a it's a different level of thickness. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, I think the wrist sours, well, rather the kaboom candies are to me like not that great. They're very yeah. sour. Yeah, they're they're not that great. I think like their shaman series is much better. Oh yeah, good call. Yeah, yeah that shaman series. Yeah, that's probably more in line with this this would fall under. Right, yeah. Um eleventh uh, hours series is escaping me also. Uh, they, they paper burns. Dream cannon? Dream Cannon, yeah, okay. I was thinking Paper Burst, but yeah, Dream, Dream Cannon, that's what it is. Yeah. And Dream Cannon, I think, is much better than this. So, like, I think this is a great really? sour. It's I, I do, yeah, I do. Uh, the reason why is because those two, those series in particular, like those three, they play around with an ingredient, which I think is crucial to make a good sour, which is lactose, right? Lactose sh- sh- lactose sugar, to be, to be specific, because it rounds out those edges of the uh, of the acid uh, or rather of the sourness right. uh, of the beer. It allows you to have a more rounded, creamier finish. Uh, so that way it doesn't leave like right now I'm having like on the on the on the top on the roof of my mouth towards the back, this prickliness that after a while, a lot of sours will give me. Uh, okay. But if you have the lactose sugars, it rounds out those edges. It makes it a smoother, uh, to me, more enjoyable experience. Interesting. So even though the, those sours, I would say, are a little more, well, sour up there. Yeah. Um, even though those sours, uh, I would say, are a little more sour, this is a little sweeter. You think that this leaves a little more of an intense flavor on the back end? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it leaves more of a prickliness Interesting on the back end. Because, yes, it is sweeter, but it's not it doesn't have that almost fattiness that I would okay. like to accompany something like this. So that way, once I, once I finish it, it doesn't like linger on the palate in a way that just turn. I don't know. Like after a while, like this will turn for me. Like it'll turn artificial. Gotcha. With those, I they don't see that. turn artificial. It's like an orange candy kind of. Exactly. Flavor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, like the way a Fanta would, right? But yeah. like if you had something like a lactose sugar, right? Um, it'll round out that and, it, and it, it'll leave more of a fresher flavor in your mouth, like more like you just ate a real fruit okay. than it would if you had uh, like artificial flavoring in there. Gotcha. Yeah, this is good. I don't know. I, I kind of disagree with you. I think this yeah, is go for it. with their series overall, they nail 
I think. No, I know it's not like the heavily fruited that that beer nerds tend to chase, like the 450. Right. And, Dude, 450 you know, is a different beast. Like, no one can compare to 450. That's just not even fair. Or Mortalis or somebody like yeah. that. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. That's yeah, like drinking yeah. like a naked juice. Seriously, though, that's exactly what they're yeah. like. We'll, we'll cover those beers in further episodes. Uh, maybe we'll do like a fruit beer showdown and then uh, shed our pants in the morning because that's probably what's likely to happen after all that <laughs> lactose that Chris loves so much. I love right, it. Let's get back to that movie. Yeah, so, okay, so... After all that, after all act, what, uh, like dude, bro, saying like I want to, I want, I want to mess with this further. After he went full dude, bro, <laughs> okay, the activity starts to increase. So that's when she starts having those nightmares. Yeah, and then like she wakes up and it's like, I she heard something whispering to her in her sleep. Yeah, like clearly things are getting worse. But as our protagonist is 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 wrought to do. Dude, bro, continues to mock the demon. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> so My then, like, God. yeah, Mika. so then the uh, Mika, yeah, Mika. Yeah. So the nighttime noises get more intense. You'll like, you're hearing growls, screeches, crash. Dude, the crashes fucked me up because like, I wasn't nice. ready for it. All of a sudden, it just goes like the, whole, like the whole house is shaking. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me. That, that, that scene in particular is mm-hmm. terrifying. Yeah, like, dude. Imagine. Like you said, you try to immerse yourself in these horror movies and we try to be scared. Mm-hmm. So you try to put yourself in the situation of this young couple that's already kind of dealing with some shit. And I think some people can be like, shit, people can live in a haunted house right now, you know, where they already experienced yeah. little paranormal, you know, events or whatever, but nothing to that level. Right. And imagine being asleep in your bed. Now, first of all, why the fuck is their door open? For some reason, I would want that door closed as some like fake ass, you know, barrier. Yeah, I know like, pour some salt down. But it would make me feel a little better yeah. if the door was closed. Right. You know? But they're just sleeping, you know, totally exposed. Yeah. And um, always with just the sheet on. But that doesn't matter. Uh, well, they're in San Diego. The weather's always perfect. Yeah, what do you need right. a comforter for? Right. But just the, you know, you know you're know, you sleeping. It, it's mm-hmm. probably hard enough to sleep given all this shit that they've been dealing with the past couple of days, weeks, whatever it was. And... You know, you finally get some sleep. And like you said, you hear this like roar and this loud crash and you're just like, fuck. And dude, that's what I actually loved the most is because it was like, so like as a chef, right? I like to create flavors that kind of lead you in, hits you hard and then kind of leads you out. Right. Yep. And that's what they did. They did that perfectly with this. So right. like you hear the low growl and you're like, oh shit. So first off, you hear like the high bass, right? And you're like, oh, something's around. Something demonic's about to happen. Then you hear this low growl, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And you're like, kind of frozen in your seat, and you hear the screeches, and then the and then they're like creeped out, and then this loud crash happens, and just pops you out of your seat. It was like, in the in, in the context of flavor, it was per, it was a perfect bite of food. It was yes, awesome. Yeah. I was so yeah. jazzed. Yeah, you have you have the stomps that you know, and and like you said, that that growl scream kind mm-hmm. of combo thing, and. You think you're going to see something. You think you're going to see whatever this entity is. Finally, it's here. And instead, you just get this loud bang that just scares the shit out of you. Now, I will say this actress, I don't know if she really did anything else. I don't think she did. I think she, this was kind of just, you know, what she did. Um, but her screams. Oh, my God. Terror is so just it's believable, which like, is a crime, by the way, you like she probably had to go to therapy. At least it sounds like it after this. Cause yeah. 
her screams are like this poor woman. And, and, and like you said, with the documentary style that they, they kind of, you know, marketed this, you know, as, but my God, you know, the thing just, is like her name is actually great. Katie in real life. What's that? Her name is actually Katie in real life. No shit. Actually, so's Mika. The, like those are their actual names that they're that they're credited as in the movie. And in fact, they got paid five hundred dollars a piece for their role in that. They better got a back end on that. Well, one. like after the movie blew up, they were like, "Okay, we need, we need to renegotiate this." So, like, they kind of took care of them. Yeah, but, like, I'm sure dude, they did. And we'll talk about it later. This movie was only made like it was made with only fifteen thousand dollars, which is insane. And the effects right? that they were able to do, like. Even after seeing, you know, some of these big budget horror films like Conjuring or, you know, Sinister or whatever. Another it is, one of my favorites. You know, and they're great movies. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But, you know, they have a, a lot more money to work with. They right. do that in like one scene. And right. these guys did it in, well, this guy, was it Oren something? Uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah. But, yeah, but it sounds it sounds weird enough for him to want to make the a creepy effect. Like you're you're talking, they just they use what's what's available so well with like that hallway, you know, and, and the stairs are to the right. And then the lighting that they use with it, you know, like I, I mentioned before, they're turning the light on and off and that's creepy enough. And you're like, well, I can't really see. I don't know where the light switch is. So I don't know what, where this thing even Ooh, is. Yeah. Is it at the bottom of the stairs? Is it upstairs around the corner? That's like true. where the hell is the light switch? That's like one little thing. Like but, when you, when you see light switch, you're like, oh, he's either right in that hallway door or he's in some uh-huh. room already. Or he's at the bottom of the stairs or wherever. You yeah. know, and then you know, there's and again, that scene you just where they, don't know. Yeah, they panic, and you know, she's like, Mika, go downstairs and look. And she goes, and <laughs> you know, he grabs his like flashlight or like camp, it's the camcorder, yeah, but it's got that shitty, you know, flashlight on yeah. it. And he's like just looking downstairs. Well, like most early 2000s flashlights, right. it sucked, right? And like you, you just see that that dim flashlight kind of like just kind of go over the living room or whatever right whatever's at the base of the stairs there and but it you don't see anything you just see darkness right right. and everything in you is like please do not go down there and they don't but like oh just that you yeah that that thought of like what if you know this movie just nails that that unknown so well that's the thing that I, i i like as you're talking i'm like yeah like it's you as at one part of yourself wants to see the monster, wants to see the demon, wants to get some closure. That, like if I can see it, then I can fight it. But you never get that satisfaction, which all yeah. which then just leaves you on the edge. Yeah, if I see it, I won't be afraid of it. But you never see it, so you're always afraid yes. Of it. And what makes you even more afraid of it is when there's physical contact. Yeah, yeah that's right. what gets crazy. That's when so she wakes up in the middle of this in the middle of the night. And like, oh, so what happened was I think the it crawled into bed with them at one point. Yeah, so it crawls under the covers with them. And it, man, that is just not knowing where the creature is and all of a sudden seeing proof that it's there. Violation. Box with you. Of yeah. your personal space. And also then while you're sleeping. Yep. And then the sleepwalking into the, into the yard and not remembering. You're like, is this hers? Is this a demon? What's happening? It's, uh, dude, I can go on and on. This movie's so fucking good. It's uh, so good. And then dude bro keeps irritating her uh, despite the doctor's morning. And we didn't even talk about the doctor yet. Oh, my God. They go to see, which is the one thing that, like, in rewatchings, I noticed is that when they're with this doctor, like, yeah. this is found footage, right? So this is him right. recording. Uh, it cuts to, with that, with, without the audio break, and it cuts to her. 
it's the one it's the one time where you see a cut as and like the audio continues like it was ADR'd in um so like it's like that one piece is evidence that it's not real I didn't realize that the first time I watched it but in subsequent watchings I'm like oh yeah that's like if it was found footage they would have handed the doctor the camera to point at her right and that never happens well regardless it's still creepy that one little glitch I didn't even notice that until you said something but uh you know just just all the 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 Ouija board catching on fire dude my first off that's one of the scenes where I just wanted to kill him the most because it wasn't just like oh look this is a Ouija board let's fuck let's do this like he's setting up this Ouija board with the camera pointing at him like he's just all being like oh let's just try to communicate with it and she walks in living like what the fuck are you doing I told you not to fuck with this thing. She's like, uh, she's like, you promised me that you weren't going to mess with that stuff. And he was like super snarky. I was like, actually, I promised I wouldn't buy a Ouija board. And I didn't. I only borrowed it. <laughs> Which made you want to fucking kill him. Yeah, he sucked this whole movie. He he's just suck. like, please, <coughs> excuse me, please save me. I just died on beer almost. Um, <laughs> please just get me out of here. I'm having these experiences. And then like it's validated by that that psychic lady, the psychic doctor lady you yeah, were talking doctor about. Doctor dude. Yeah. And, you know, just all this stuff. And he's like, ah, yeah. let's get a Ouija board. Like, no, let's stay at a hotel. Ah, let's get a Ouija board. Just mess with it some more. Like, you're not. Yeah, dude. And then it just, you know. So then, like, he commits the mortal sin, which she's mad. She leaves. And then he goes, what's your problem? <laughs> I'm like, no, you're going to make it worse. Yeah. Don't be afraid of the demon. Be afraid of a you know, be afraid of your girl whenever you say that because she's not gonna fucking like it. They're one and the same sometimes. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm gonna hit for that later. <laughs> In but, a funny way, not a domestic violence way. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, then that uh like you said, the Ouija board catches on fire, which was you know, first off, it moves around and then then it catches on fire and goes away. And then like there was a message on I can't for life me now remember what that message was. Like there was writing on it after it, and it was like, I was like, nope, I'm out. Fuck that. I'd have been like, burn the house down. Let's start over. Fuck this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's just so many good scenes in this movie. It's it's hard to like narrow it down, and then it really starts ramping up towards the end. Well, like, like uh, the talcum powder thing, where like yeah. you finally see proof of the demon. Sure. Dude, the inhuman prints that are in the. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. And yes. it leads into the attic. Yep. And then they find that photo. And her, dude, why didn't this woman get an Oscar? Her reaction to finding that photo was like, holy shit, what's going on? And you come to find out, like, that photo was supposed to be destroyed years ago in in a previous house fire. And all of a sudden, you as a viewer is like, uh, is this the, so the demon has been following her since childhood? Did the demon burn down the house? Like, what's happening? Right. And then I feel like any other movie, if I if I had seen that in any other movie, I would have been like, "That's kind of dumb." Yeah, I was like, oh, for cool. some reason, it it works in this one now because at this I'm point, you believe say, these people are real, right? I'm not going to say I had the same love for the other paranormal activities. Um, this one, right? Yeah, they fall off after, right? And they they had some great effects, uh-huh. like the exploding kitchen. You know, no, I think that's it. That's the first thing I thought of. That's the first right. thing I thought of when she's just that's sitting a, there and everything just comes comes out. Right that at the same terrifying. time on camera, the actors yep. there, you're like, dude, how do you do that? Right. Like that's when you get me. Uh when something like that happens. Um yeah. also I have jumped onto our third beer. Oh, dude, I'm not there yet. Well, you can 
you know, just just take a sip and let me know what you think because I have some thoughts. Okay. Man, first off, that nose, man. I get chocolate, coffee, and vanilla like right off the bat. Uh-huh. So cinnamon as well. Woo. But that's lighter than I thought it would be. Like thinner than I like I thought it was gonna be like thick. It's the coffee comes through. The acidity of the coffee comes through. Very acidic. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, overpowering. I think, but to me, like that's what geisha coffee's like. Inside of geisha coffee in a beer, it comes as it comes across as like like as if I just chewed on the bean. Yeah. And then I get the 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 acid that comes with fresh coffee beans. I get like a like a chocolate covered raisin kind of flavor. Oh, you get raisin? Well, like a chocolate covered raisin specifically. Uh, but more bitter. I can see that. The acid definitely gives you that. Yeah. Like the bottle says hazelnut, but I'm not getting any nuts. No, I'm not getting any hazelnut. I'm not getting any vanilla. And this is room temperature. It's not like it's cold. Yeah. No, I definitely get the vanilla barrel. on the nose. On the on the on the palate, no vanilla, but on the on the yeah. On the nose, I definitely get vanilla. Weird. So coffee, vanilla, and cinnamon, like and chocolate right off the bat. This is by no means any any kind of you know attack on 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 high tower or anything like that or any of the smaller breweries. But typically when you're looking, I'm not sure even when this particular barrel aged beer was released, because I know that they had a chapter six and they do this, I would say what, every six months, I Which, think. Which by the way, can I just say how nice it is that you like had a theme to this bedtime stories yeah which is the name of the beer oh, very much uh uh the ilk of a horror podcast i dig it it is a great it is a great series everything i've had from that has been pretty good this is the first one that i'm not a huge fan of yeah but i have noticed that with uh some of the smaller breweries not saying they're small but you know unless you know some of the big time regional guys that you know like like an equilibrium uh, oh, a trillion, dude. a monkish, uh, you know, an angry chair, right. you know, side project. Obviously, you talk about some of the; they're like barrel specialists, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, well, a lot of these smaller guys, and this this logic, even falls yeah. with like like hitchhiker or you know a dancing gnome, uh, grist house stuff like that. A lot of their their barrel aged stuff is better fresh. Yeah, um, uh, I know, call them barrel beer. curious. Yeah, and and sometimes like that, I don't know if it's just the beer isn't like fortified or 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 they're just not. But the adjuncts tend to fall off a little faster, and, yeah. and the beer tends to be a shadow of itself uh, after you know probably six so, months or a year or whatever. If it's not stored properly, if it's not mm-hmm. stored cold or whatever, you know it's in the light. We talked about that before, but um, yeah, there's. I mean, I can to- see that. I can see that this is. Misses the mark for me a little bit. Yeah, I can see what you're talking about, like those who like aren't those barrel specialists, as you call them. Like after you ate, like I remember we had the uh, Grist House anniversary day of, and it was incredible. Then like we aged it for a couple of years, and it was super thin. I think that's yeah. what's happening here. I don't know what it is, what what, what it takes to get that thick boy. Um, yeah, but like I, I I think that this was an aged bottle, um, and that where that thinness is i don't know what they're doing wrong or not wrong but like what they don't know that the other boys like right 
the voodoo, for example, to, to go back to that, like when you have a voodoo barrel aged, it sits for five years. It is thick. It is luscious. It has so a beautiful mouthfeel, yeah. beautiful texture. It's chewy almost. And this is thin. It's watery. Yeah, technically we didn't shit on voodoo. We shit on the voodoo van, uh, fanboys earlier. So yeah, fuck voodoo <laughs> fanboys. Yeah, fuck them. You know, just want to post on the voodoo fan page actually, just to see if anybody yes, <laughs> yes. Like, dude, you'll never guess that 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 weirdo who who hated that precious beer of yours is on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> listen, listen to it. You can, yourself, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I'm a little bummed by this beer. I was looking yeah. forward to having like a same. Nice Pastry Same. boy. Again, um, don't hate it. And I'm actually glad it's not like a pastry boy. It's not like very sweet. I like when they are like when they're able to control the acidity of the coffee to kind of keep it more on the savory side. So yeah. keeping you from keeping it from being cloying, right? Too like overly right. sweet. Uh right. I think uh if maybe I don't know. Maybe their barrels are too new and not enough moisture is escaping. I don't know. I don't. I don't know enough about the barrel process um, to be able to say anything else about that, except that it's not what it could be. But I do enjoy it nonetheless. Yeah, I wonder how it would have tasted fresh. Um, this one just jumped out to me because, like, the adjuncts were very appealing, um, and we talked about that earlier in other podcasts. That like you do find along your journey adjuncts you do like, and what works really well with stouts. Like, I don't like fruits in my stouts. Some people put blackberry, blueberries, you know, whatever, strawberry, uh, any berry, yeah, really. Yeah, I feel like I got to be you in know, for one of those. Right, but give me maple, coffee, vanilla, oh, yes. you know, chocolate, fucking hazelnut, any of that stuff, any day of the week that works so well with stouts. Yeah. Um, And this, this has, I mean, what, you just, we have vanilla, we have hazelnuts, we have coffee, we have chocolate, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, and I'm really just pulling that bitter coffee. That's it. I'm not getting... Yeah barrel i'm not getting you know but on the nose you get everything which is crazy yeah it's wild it's wild so um but like i said this might this beer just you know might not be for us um definitely uh i can't recommend hightower enough uh they do have a really cool brewery out there like i said they have um you know food trucks on the weekends they have bands and stuff that come out their anniversary is actually coming up at the end of uh may i believe and they usually do some cool releases for that, some cool like barrel age stuff and, and everything. And and uh, like I said, this is the first one that I've had from them that I just, you know, I'm not a fan of. Right. That, you know, it's it's an exception to the rule. Everything else I've had from them, I mean, there's a reason I drive all the way there to get right there because it is good. You right. know, I'm not going out there to be disappointed on purpose. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, every beer, I mean, I had a bunch of stuff in the tap room today and it was delicious. So, you know. Uh, this one just for whatever reason, you know, maybe I don't know what happened. I think, I, 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 I think it's age. I really do think it's age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that's a thing. Um, but okay, so we're on, on the we're plus on the side. Beard. Yeah, on the plus side, we get to go back to the most iconic part of the movie, which is the go doctor comes in, right? So, I, I, so like the some doctor Fredericks comes in, pays Fredericks. him a visit. He dips and he says, "I'm fucking out. Whatever it is." doesn't yes. want me here yes i'm enraging this demon i'm fucking out and then and then so now you are with them your lifeline is cut out you're totally yeah. alone you're on this island like you have no hope and now you know that this demon's getting stronger it's getting angrier and yep. that night is the most iconic scene where you hear the rumbling and then nothing and then her leg comes out of the bed 
and she just gets yanked out and dragged out of the room. The door shuts, and she's screaming her head off. Bro, I jumped so goddamn hard. I still jump when that move when, when that part happens. It's so incredible. I don't know how they did it, but I, I I'm I'm not mad at it. I love it so much, especially like on that budget. Again, that's that's fifteen grand, like right. You said. And and it looks so real for being yeah. on that small of a budget, and she sells it so well. Like it, her fear is palpable. Right? You're like, is this woman okay? Like, yeah. it, legitimately, I'm worried about her. Yeah. Um. And, yeah. And I mean, her scream. She. It seems like she's seeing some real, you know, or something really bad is happening to her. Yes, because the door shut, so you don't know. You're going off her screams. Right. And she is screaming. She's help, Micah, help. Yep, and she's just you're just like oh my god because like at this point in the movie like you're you're team Katie all the way right you're like yep. this this girl is being tortured by this awful boyfriend and this demons around and it's just wild it's just unbelievable and you cannot help but put yourself in her shoes the other like I, everyone else is just a side character it's just it's just an NPC and now the person you identify with the most is under the most duress. There's no hope. There's no support from the boyfriend because he's an idiot. There's and then there's no support from this doctor. And then there's then then this demon now has its way with her. And then they finally say, fuck this, we're out. But but so they so they leave, they go to this motel. Uh, her behavior starts getting worse. She's clutching this crucifix and it's making her hand bleed. So I don't know why. I so I think so dude bro's like hey I'm gonna burn the crucifix and the photo <laughs> right like I, okay you can make the case like hey this photo's connected to this demon somehow let's burn it I don't know where you got the idea to burn the crucifix but they burn it and I don't know why they still have the photo from the attic if they're in the motel but in their in their fear to get out they grab that for some reason so after he does that she goes like catatonic Yep, she gets super calm. Yep, yep. And then she, like she embraces that that demon. Yes, the demon finally, finally she, like takes over her. Yep, she's she's done, and you know, yep. let's go. Home. And what's let's crazy is that like home. when let's... she gets super calm, that voice isn't hers. Right? Yeah, and then she's like, "Hey, let's uh, let's go back to the house. Everything's going to be fine now. It's going to yep. be fine." Yep. Uh, I she in my in my thirty three years of life, anytime. Christina's like, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's not fine. Something's wrong. <laughs> uh, so that Correct. to me is a red flag. But he's just like, yeah, dude, uh, dude, bro, I'd say I'd say today. Of course everything's fine. Let's yeah. go home. Wrong. Yep. Welcome <laughs> to a horror movie, bud. And then um, we go into the final night. So yeah. this again fucked me up. So Katie wakes up and yep. then she stands over him. She yep. looks down at him for two hours. It's like it's just like fast forwarding. And yep. she slowly walks downstairs. And what's crazy that when she walks, can't hear a peep. So she walks downstairs. But she doesn't walk like her. Well, what do you mean? She kind of has like a little bit of a like a like Oh a, yeah, like she's just she's just kind of sauntering. Yeah, she's kind of like zombified walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she goes downstairs and then it goes quiet for a bit. And That's then she just crazy. screams, Dude. screams bloody Chills. murder. And this guy freaks out, jumps out of bed. He's screaming for her. He's she's running around looking for her. You can hear him go down the stairs. He's calling her name. And then they're both screaming. And then you yep. hear thump. And then everything yep. goes quiet. Yep. 
And then this I even, is I even think I heard him say like what the fuck is that? Yeah. That? Yes. Yes. Like he that. screams like, like what the fuck? Yes. So like, yep. you're just left trying to figure out what the hell's happening. Are they seeing the demon? What's happening? Is you don't finally... know what's happening. Yep. Like the def- like is it just devouring them? Like I don't know what is happening. Yep. And then it All goes off. quiet. Yeah. Then you hear these heavy footsteps. Thump thump and you're like oh shit now it's a demon coming up the stairs it's coming to get the camera and it's fucking her and she's covered in blood she got a knife in her hand um no is that that's so, that's a different ending that's a different ending sorry so at this moment you hear the thumping and then his body gets hurled at the camera correct knocks it over yep Reveal and then it, just revealing her Yep. And you're like, holy shit! It was like she's truly possessed, and there's she's covered in blood, and yep. she crouches over his his body, and then she, oh no, she she crawls over to his body, right? And then she looks up at the camera with a grin, and then she lunges, and her face contorts into a demon while she yeah. does that, and it's fucking horrific, and it just cuts yep. to black. Yeah, and like it just it leaves us totally freaked out we don't know what the fuck happens there's no credits it's just it's just a title card that says like uh like something to like the like the police discovered his body on so and so date and yep. her whereabouts are unknown and that's yep. it and nev- there's no credits nope i and remember like, going home shit. and and like google wasn't quite google yet yeah so i remember like trying to look up like is this bitch really still out in the fucking? You know, <laughs> How in, far is San Diego from Pittsburgh? <laughs> roaming the streets, like trying to like kill people, was like possessed. Like I thought, that, like you said, they made the marketing and everything nailed it. Like yes. they made this movie out to be so believable yes. that it was, you know, and and you know, so many have tried to copy it in the meantime, and and it it didn't quite land like this one did. Not saying they were bad or anything, but. This one was just like in a league of its own as far as how they went about just just promoting it. And, yeah. and you know, like you said, even with the, with the no end credits and stuff like that, you're like, it's said based on a true story. Right. Or, you know, you're just like, yeah. Um, so why would there be credits? Why would there be a director? Why would there be actors? Yeah. Why would there be, you yeah. know, lighting perfect? Like, no. It's right. It's hey, help us find, help us solve this mystery. Yep. Where is this girl? We can't find her. There's a dead yep. body. We have all this weird footage. Help us. That's yep. how I took it. That's how a lot yep. of people took it. Yeah, and you Google, you know, you look it up in any way you can, and like nothing's coming up on this movie, and and you know, like Snopes wasn't like a thing, I guess, on debunking movies anyway. Uh, yeah. And like I had no idea, and I was like legit worried. There was another movie that got me like that, and I might review this one. Um, in the future have you seen the fourth kind dude i it's again one of my favorites gear okay all right i'll bring you back on for that one we'll do all that. right dude because uh, that one what kind of fucked me up right? too it's, yes dude dude because there's actually the footage thing. of oh my god okay no 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 we can't we can't we can't all like, right all right all that right. one future like episode. oh dude i couldn't sleep i was so fucked up Damn! Oh. Man, I was like 24. Yes, and I couldn't I was, sleep. I'm... I graduated college. God damn it! <laughs> I was paying I bills. Not afraid of fake aliens. I swear. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it was nuts. All right, oh. so we're done with the movie. Well, we are, but we are there was, and I kind of, uh, kind of spoiled a little bit. But there was two alternate endings. Okay. Did you know that? I knew that there was one—the one with the knife and the blood. I didn't know the other. Yeah. One. So the original one, um, so so the original one was scrapped, right? So what happened was, uh, when they were originally screening the movie, people kept getting up and walking out, 
And they're like, oh man, this movie sucks. And then after like kind of talking to the people who left, they were like, no, I was too freaked out. So like, holy shit. And but the original ending was that so she returns to the bedroom alone. She's covered in blood. She's holding a large knife in her hand. So that's when you hear the big loud thumps, like as if like it's like a the demon walking up, but it's just her. She's covered in blood with a knife in her hand. And then she sits on the floor next to the bed and she's rocking back and forth. The next day, so she's never stops rocking back and forth. Fast yes. forwards. The next day, her friend uh you know calls around like yep. I don't know, like two or whatever, calls, leaves a message, like, hey, what the hell is happening? Around and then it fast forward, nine o'clock. She comes over, like, what the fuck is going on? She rings the doorbell. She knocks on the door. She lets herself in. And then she's like, hey, calling around, calling around. She finds his body, and she freaks out. You hear this horrific screaming. And then she runs away. And then about, like, a half hour or so later, two cops come into the house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, they're calling. They're, you know, they see the body. They're calling the house. And you can see the flashlights moving around downstairs. Again, making it feel real. It's not like, why are we... We stand here, then we go up the stairs. No, like they're walking, they're looking for people, they're checking other rooms. Right, uh, they, they're not. Yeah, they don't come upstairs right the away. Camera is. Exactly, it makes you feel right. like they're clearing the house first. Right, and then they come up the stairs, and then like she's rocking, they're looking around, and then like the light shines into the room, and then like she sees them. So she's like, "Holy shit!" Like she's back to herself, and she's scared. She's like, she's asking about Micah. She's she's got the knife. Doesn't realize she has a knife, and she's like, "Micah, Micah, is everything okay? Where's Micah?" And then and then like the attic door slams shut, scares the shit out of the officers, and then they <laughs> shoot and kill her. And then like as the officers are kind of like clearing the rest of the house, making sure that everything is safe, it just fades to black. And then that's when like the text appears saying that this this film is dedicated to Micah and Kate, and it shows a picture of them together. So good. So that was the original ending. So and even the, when oh, they, yeah. So even when they like put that extra effort into the the uh, alternate. Jesus Christ, I can't. Uh, too much beer, man. Mouth alternate endings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other endings. Um, the production quality is there. Yeah, you, it is. They nail it, and it's still so terrifying. Like this movie, just it, it doesn't miss. Yeah, I mean it's 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 as good as it gets. It's it's. I mean, if if I'm gonna rate it, which I probably should start doing on this show, uh huh. Like, I mean, it's, it's a ten out of ten. Dude, I can't. I can't argue with that. Okay, I do. I think it's a ten out of ten. Like it does everything it's supposed to do. It it makes you suspend disbelief. It gets you scared. It gets you at like you forget everything's around you. You're in this world with them. Like, what else do you want yes. a movie to do? Right. Right, it just you believe you're you're there. Yeah, you believe it. Yeah, it's the not hardest like... part about a horror movie is make you forget real yeah. world rules right. and right. believe in what they're telling you. Right. I mean, we we we're both fans of the uh, Terrifier franchise. So good, and but yeah, it's unrealistic. But like, you know that it's right. You know that it's Art the Clown, and he's like kind of paranormal. And yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not here. It's almost be... like a comedy in a way, but I love it so much. Right, right. You're not there to be like terrified by him. Yeah, uh, despite he, the name. Despite the name, correct. Uh, but this is just it's it's a very realistic horror because of the the way they did it with the found footage and stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, man, they just they just nailed this movie. This was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, definitely an all time favorite. Yep. Uh, and and this is the point of the podcast. We're doing modern horror, you know, iconic movies and everything. We're gonna do sinister we're gonna do the conjuring uh some some real hidden gems and yep. we're gonna do those later on um and i might bring you on for some of those too 
let's see if 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 um you know the audience appreciates uh you know our reviews as far as our taste and what we think about it and stuff like that and and if they take us you know take our word uh let's look into you know some hidden gems unearthing some things that they can find you know down the line i'll tell you what like earlier i said something about food right like how like it kind of sets up the the flavor of like the on the bite so to speak um so my favorite well the mark of a good dish is when you finish it you just wish you had one more bite right and that's what this movie yes. does you finish it you're like i just have one more scene just uh, one i want just one more i want i want to know more about what's going on like that's how you know you nailed it and like the alternate ending I do really like the, the alternate ending, but I love what they went with, which is she's she disappeared. She's fucking out there on the loose. She could be anywhere. She, she could be right behind you, essentially. Yep. Yeah, right. in this theater with you. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I loved about it. Like, she could be, which, imagine being in the screening, and then, like, the actress Ooh. pops up. Holy shit. Just walks out. Everyone like, would just run away. Screen or something. Well, like no, she just she just gets up and then like in in like the lens of the of like the uh, or in the light of the projector, like her face lights up. You're like, it's her. And then, how quickly would that place just clear out? <laughs> Seriously, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, you the the one that like came out later, which although I love, I'm glad it didn't go with is the one where like she, you know that you said like she come she comes into the room, she closes and locks the door. She looks at she walks up to the camera and stares at it for a bit, and then she grabs that knife and just slits her own throat, and then she claps on the floor. Yeah, that was one I, I I saw. That too. was so creepy, yeah. but like, but like, but then, it, but then again, it gives you that uh, sense of finality. Yep, having her disappear was so it was much more satisfying. Leaving it right, open, especially with the found footage thing, where yeah. you know that you're led to believe that it was like a real story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no closure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like it's people and like people loved it. I mean, genuinely, like it's the second highest. Um, like it, this movie. I don't I forget the metric, but it's like the return on on investment was the second highest in history, second only to the Blair Witch Project. Interesting. Yeah, because like this movie was made at fifteen thousand dollar budget, and then the yeah. rights were sold for three hundred fifty thousand, and then it made like I don't know two hundred million dollars. It was nuts, and then yeah. it spun off like was it seven different movies or some shit like that? Like, yeah, for fifteen thousand dollars, you're set for life. Haven't haven't watched all the sequels. I think I saw the second one, but it, it just felt like I saw them like, kind of the same old, same old. And then I know they they tried to bring her back into the mix as like a yeah you know, to to like rescue the franchise, but it just like fell short. Yeah, but like I I mean at that point, like I felt like I was a. Uh, What's the uh, what's that term called? The sunk cost fallacy. You ever heard of that? No, sir. So the cost, the sunk cost fallacy, uh, refers to the fact that, and this is like what happens like cults and things like that. Like you've you sunk enough time and energy into this that yep. like you're just gonna keep going, right? So like yeah, after so like the second one off. was pretty cool. The third one was all right, and then after that you're yeah. like, well, I gotta go back because I've seen the other three. Right, right, and uh, well, I've seen the other four. I got, it's like what's going on with uh Fe- with Fast and the Furious. Those movies are complete garbage. <laughs> yes. People keep going. It's like, well, I've seen all nine of them. I got to go back and watch this last one. But they're like, in space. Yeah, now. yeah, like they are street racing, dude. Like, how did you get to spies? 
Right. right it doesn't yeah. matter. The, the sunk cost fallacy at work. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I do have a soft spot for that first one. I tried rewatching uh, Gone in 60 Seconds last night. Um, I just tossed it on. Was it good or bad? I loved that movie as as a as a younger man. Yeah. Uh, but trying to rewatch it now, <laughs> just yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Um, nah, most okay. of, most things age like uh, like milk. milk. Yeah, like milk. Um, but yeah, dude, like thanks for having me on. This this was fucking killer. I loved revisiting this movie. I loved learning more about it. I love like diving in on it. And like honestly, with as crazy things have been lately for me, I really needed this kind of break. Good. Well, glad, you know, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Why don't you uh you send us off here? Um, you know, give us give us some outlets to check out your work and everything. Yeah. So ooh, uh so right now, just to give you a quick update on what's going on with the company like we're like two years into operations well we just completed two years we're we're in our third year of operations and uh we just had a documentary come out with nova that we were featured in uh, you had Chasing a documentary Car- come out well uh, nova had a documentary come out in which we were featured in it called chasing carbon zero so that came out two days ago like um, pbs nova yes okay. it's on my website it's on youtube it's on their website to look it up, Chasing Carbon Zero. Just um, Google his name, Chris we... Galarza. Just Google <laughs> that guy, and he comes up. Yeah. So, like, you can come on forward, dinosolutions.com. Uh, all the media that we've been on, like Time Magazine, CNN, CNBC, all that shit is all on there. Uh, we put, uh, we embedded the documentary into the website as well, so you can go there and watch it. I also have a podcast, uh, Sustainable Overload. Uh, it's basically, sustainability has become such a catch-all that can be kind of overwhelming to keep up with it so we uh my co-host juice uh like orange juice juice and i his his name is josh he just goes by juice uh it's a long story in fact he covers it in one of the episodes uh we kind of break that down right so he's like the stand-in for the audience who doesn't know doesn't keep up with things and i am the guy that's like in this I'm, I'm immersed in this world, obviously. Right. So, you know, I break it down. We talk about it. We discuss things in the news. We catch up on, on what's going on. We, 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 we interview guests. Um, most recently I just, I, I interviewed my sister because she is a infant sleep consultant, which I think might be helpful to you and Elizabeth. Um, she, she lives in Ireland, but she does all of her work online. And what she does is he, she helps parents kind of find ways to, manage their baby uh, sleep rhythms and sleep cycles and things like that and gets the baby um, or gets the parents to understand how to utilize uh, these techniques so that way they can have peace of mind. They can get sleep and rest because you know, and the way she put it was sustainability isn't just how you cook and how you farm. It's also about taking care of yourself. So good to know. Yeah. So that's going to be coming out right around, right around mother's day. So check that out. But uh, yeah, if you want to find me, you can come on, or you can catch me on Instagram at Forward Dining Solutions LLC, on Twitter at Dining Forward, and on LinkedIn where I'm most active at Chef Christopher A. Galarza. So cool. come check it out. Um, we're we're doing a lot. We have a lot of things in the works, which you can find out more on our website. We are working to change how how we as Americans cook, and we do that by catching up with the rest of the world because we're way behind. Good. Well, hey, dude, again, thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, this is going to air after Barbarian. 
Um, that was our, uh, again, that was pre-recorded. Uh, we're going to redo Cocaine Bear. Um, we're going to drop this in between because I think okay. this is going to be a nice little treat. Uh, this will be the fourth episode released, the okay. third uh, review released, though. So check us right. out. Little Hops of Horrors podcast. We're on Instagram. We're on Spotify. Still working to get us on Apple Music and some other platforms. Awesome. But uh, if you're listening still, thank you. This is awesome. This is a lot of fun, you know, at the end of the day, because I just get to drink beer and talking to a yeah, microphone. Dude. And it's the uh, most fun I've had in a while. I appreciate it. Good. Yeah, dude. Honestly, thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we're going to have you on future episodes. We'll, we'll talk and uh, link up schedules and stuff, figure out what, uh, what movie you want to watch next. Sound good? All right, brother. Works for me. All right, buddy. Cheers. We'll see you later. Cheers. Bye.